6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. We are going to be spending a lot of time on the fact that it is International Overdose Awareness Day. And it comes as as this province and many parts of the country continue to deal with an unprecedented level of drug poisoning deaths. Now, um, on the campaign trail, a part of our, uh, as part of our uh, Decision Canada coverage, you know, the leaders starting to talk about it as well. I'll have more on that coming up. I can tell you between January in May of this year, 624 Albertans died from accidental drug poisonings. That's a 41% increase compared to the same time frame last year, which you know, until that point, it was the worst year on record. The crisis has Edmonton's frontline responders scrambling. I want you to take a listen to these numbers. In 2019, Edmonton Fire Rescue responded to more than 1,100 overdose calls. In 2020, it doubled to more than 2,400. And as of last week, firefighters have already responded to more than 3,200 calls this year. Joining us this afternoon is the chief of the Edmonton Fire Department, Joe Zatilny. Chief, welcome to 630 Chad. Hi, good good afternoon. Now, Chief, you've been on the job for just over a year, taking on a on a on a chief job. That's a big enough um, you know, pressure, but taking it over in the middle of a pandemic add even more pressure to it. Uh, can you describe the past year for me? I think the past year for for us in Edmonton Fire Rescue Services and like everywhere has just it's been a challenge and we've learned that we have to be adaptable. We have to look at new techniques and ways we uh, connect and and interact uh, with our calls, um, making sure that we have the the right PPE to protect our staff and we're we're conducting the right procedures. And, uh, you know, which was quite a difference was being able to connect with people and uh, the new teams that I have in Edmonton Fire Rescue Services. Um, that all changed. And, uh, you know, we do a lot of our work internally, training internally, uh, virtually, and um, trying to make sure that uh, we're doing our best to make sure that our first responders are, are safe and can deliver that uh, incredible service to, to the citizens. And that the citizens are safe as well. So it's it's been uh, quite a challenge, but uh, I'm I'm quite fortunate that the staff have been incredible and have have met those challenges head on and have done exceptionally well. And Chief, today is International Overdose Awareness Day, and it's one of the focuses, uh, one of the big focus of of my show today. And I know the Edmonton Fire Rescue Services has seen just, you know, know, firsthand the situation in this city. Um, When it comes to the overdose calls, when it comes to the situation that, that your members are seeing, can you describe what is happening on the streets, um, the number of calls and, and, and what's happening out there when your uh, firefighters show up? Yeah, I, I think, you know, to take it back a few years and what we've seen uh, and the changes we've seen, um, in 2019, for example, we had around 111 calls that month that were uh, overdose or, or overdose related. Last summer, in the same month of July, we saw 290. And this year, we've seen 796. And so what what our firefighters are seeing on the front lines is they're not only going to uh, double and triple and, and, and more calls, 
but they're also seeing multiple patients and um, the the situation that's that's occurred and we've seen it drastically increase around uh, the Macaulay area Mm -hmm. is really um, we we haven't seen this before and it is definitely something where we're seeing resources uh, being diverted uh, where they could be going to fire events and we're managing that but it is uh, it is taxing on the system to see this amount of volume, this amount of calls in in little over two years. The the significant jump that we've seen, Chief. Oftentimes, um, the fire uh, the firefighters are first on scene. How is a call handled? What happens when they get there? I, the the first thing they do when they get on scene is they make sure the scene is safe and um, you know that's whether you go to a fire call or uh, a medical call or or in this case an overdose call and so there's a, a quick assessment that they do and um, you know we we spend hours training for what takes seconds on on a call um, that that many people don't don't see so um, then you know it's quickly to get to the patient it it is an emergency and and we know that seconds matter and and minutes matter when we're dealing with uh, somebody who's unconscious or uh, potentially in cardiac arrest Um, and then it's it's quickly trying to uh, address the the situation and mitigate um, what the patient is going through and so when they arrive on scene uh, in in the pump or, or whichever you Unit that uh, was dispatched, um, there may be one, two, five um, uh, people that are uh, unconscious, and so they have to quickly address uh, triage, um, get more units on scene, um, work closely with our, our uh, AHS EMS partners so that we can deliver the best service to who needs it the quickest. And so um, it, it really gets to be quite the challenge for, for our crews. I, I'm guessing naloxone kits. Naloxone is on every every trunk, er, every truck, every pumper that uh, is in the service right now. Absolutely, and and we do have a, a good supply uh, of naloxone, so our crews can quickly deliver it, um, replenish it, and uh, if need be, um, we work with AHS to make sure that we have more supply available. We know that fentanyl can be, you know, it, it doesn't take much to do a lot of harm. So I'm curious to know when uh, the members show up, what, pre- what precautions they have to take for their safety themselves. I, I think the first thing, and, and what is you know a bit different with the opioid calls is an enheightened awareness that um, situations where where people are um, using opioids publicly uh, there may be groups or crowds um, it, we're going into buildings where um, you know not necessarily we're not quite sure how safe it is whereas in a fire yeah you know everybody's evacuated or you're looking for the people that need to be evacuated so it is a shift in, in how our crews need to respond and and uh, look out for the the safety of each other and those that uh, are around um, the person who who they're trying to uh, trying to help so it, it is uh, I would say um, there's there's more awareness there's um, 
there, there's more uh, conversations and learnings that are coming out of this as this situation evolves where um, you know and I would say there's there's also an increase in uh, negative responses towards first responders uh, trying to help um, those in need and so it really it can make for a tense uh, situation where we arrive on scene and we're, we're there to help but um, not everybody may be uh, welcoming for us to, to help them so uh, they take the precautions they need to, and we do work closely with EPS and and uh, our EMS partners to make sure that if it's if it's too unsafe, we we have them close by or attend the scene. But at the end of the day, they know they need to get to that patient. They need to help them, and uh, they do their absolute best to do that. Edmonton Fire Chief Joseph Tilney joining me this afternoon. Now, um, the head, the president of the Edmonton Firefighters Union was quote, quoted in an article recently saying, hey, you know what, it, it becomes hard on the psyche after a while due to time after time after time. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, no different than police officers or paramedics when exposed to the same stuff. It starts to wear on you after a while. And, and seeing these numbers and seeing the, the deaths, yeah, it has to wear on your members. So what is being done um, to, to, to work with your members on what they're seeing? And I think that's a, a huge point that should never be overlooked is that we know that there is a toll that this profession and, and first responders take doing the jobs they do every day. And when you're talking about, you know, multiple deaths on scene and um, trying to revive people and the heightened um, uh, uh, situation that, that occurs around that and the feelings and emotions, um, it does take its toll on members. And I think it reinforces the fact that um, organizations and, and us as the, the fire department need to have really strong mental health programs and, and support programs in place so that we can look after our staff that are looking after others. Um, uh, regularly when I, when I attend stations, uh, that's one of the things that I hear is that, you know, this is tough and you, you don't usually hear that from firefighters. Mm-hmm. They're managing, they're doing well, and you know they're going to do their best regardless. But it's a sign to me that I need to be on the ball and I need to make sure that I'm doing what I can to support them so they can support others. You know, uh, there's there's so many people looking at so many different ways to try to help the situation, to help this crisis, to come up with ideas and uh, with solutions um, from where you sit where you stand as as chief of the Edmonton Fire Department uh, is there anything that rolls around in your head on that front when it comes to potential solutions yeah I, I think first off the 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 question that I think of is you know what's not working or or, or have we asked the right question um, I, I meet regularly with our EMS and, and EPS partners to talk about how we can share data and uh, look to um, more outcome focused solutions so that we're able to uh, change what's happening out there because we do see not only the volume of calls but we see the repetitiveness uh, of the calls where it is um, the same people that, that we are seeing in the system and responding to and so you know, asking that question and, and focusing on, on data, sharing data, better outcomes, um, what do we need to do to, to get there? 
I think the other piece is, um, you know, there, there's no one solution. And I think um, all the levels, whether it's um, looking uh, provincially, municipally, um, down, down to uh, the fire department itself, are, are looking at solutions. And I think we need to continue to look for, for uh, solutions or newer solutions to be able to address some of these uh, these concerns as, you know, um, the the trend continues in, in this direction uh, right now and um, how are we going to bring these numbers lower and help these people uh, get out of this uh, cycle. Chief, we'll leave it there for now. I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. I sure appreciate your time. Thank you very much.